Guys, I am not doing well. Hello. I feel a little hungover today, but I have not consumed alcohol in like the last week. I feel hungover because I've had the most intense weekend in my entire life. And I'm going to tell you about it. So on Friday was my university graduation. I had to get there at 9.30 in the morning because my ceremony was at 11 and they needed time for us to get our gowns and line us up properly and all that. And then the ceremony happens and I don't end up finishing taking pictures and stuff until around uh, 2.30. That's a long time. Uh, I was wearing heels for most of the time and my feet are covered in blisters now, which is not fun. Then yesterday, I had my year-end dance show for my dance studio, and it's my last one. I'm not dancing next year, I've decided, and I had to be there at, uh, I got there at 10.30, and I didn't leave until 8 p.m., 8.30 p.m. honestly only, even, I meant, and uh, the whole day I was just go, go, go on the whole time, had to take care of the kids, had to dance myself and all this. I am not doing well, as you can probably tell. Uh, also can't speak, apparently. So I don't know if today's the best day to record my podcast. But hello, my name is Manny. In case you're new here or welcome back, this is my podcast, Over Easy, where I talk about everything and anything. And uh, today we're talking about lots of things. So I have had a very intense weekend, and today is my rest day I'll tell you what I've been doing today. I woke up at 8 a.m., which is very, very late for me. I slept for 10 hours because I was just so exhausted. I did my sheets. I washed my sheets, and now that I have fresh, clean sheets on my bed right now, I have my second and third load of laundry going on right now downstairs. So I've been washing all my clothes. I unpacked all my dance stuff from my performance bag, you know, my makeup, the hairspray, all this kind of stuff, unpacked it all. Cleaned my room a bit because I had stuff everywhere from graduation. It's not perfect. I'm looking now, but cleaned it up at least so most of the stuff is off the floor. I had to plan my life a little bit just because I realized I was just barely surviving these last few days that I didn't really have a plan for just like my daily schedule. You know what I mean? I've been kind of thrown off recently. So I just did a little bit of life admin work, you know. I planned a trip to Kelowna that I'm going on this week with my friends. That's the other thing. I'm going on a trip this week, and I hope I survive because it's been a very long week, but I'm super excited. I haven't really been to Kelowna at all, so it's very exciting. But um, yeah, it's kind of what I've been up to today. Just had lunch, and now I'm recording my podcast, and uh, that's the vibe. I'm still going to do a check-in though. Let's do our rose, bud, and thorn. I just had to start with basically my context for today because I feel like I'm so exhausted and I've just had a very long few days recently. But let's do rose, bud, and thorn. My rose is that I, this past weekend with all my life events going on, I realized I have a very supportive circle around me, which I'm very grateful for. Um, You know, my boyfriend 
I, I, oh, okay, this is how I feel. I feel really stressed out when I invite people to things and I host things and I get really stressed out if people aren't having a good time or I think people aren't having a good time. So I was really nervous because I asked some friends to come by after my graduation so that we could take pictures together, but I was really stressed out about like, oh, I don't want them to just stand there and stuff. Like, I'll feel bad and like, what if it's raining? I'll feel even worse that my friends just have to stand there in the rain while I take pictures and stuff. Like, I was just going on and on and on. But you know, at my graduation, the actual day, my friends came, my boyfriend came, and they were all just so supportive, especially my boyfriend. He was like extremely thoughtful and conscientious about trying to make sure that I'm not too overwhelmed because I mean with COVID the last few years I feel like my tolerance for stimulation in the environment has become very low so he was really really thoughtful about making sure that I wasn't too overwhelmed I wasn't too stressed out about pictures and all that which was really really nice and again with my dance show my boyfriend came and our dance show wasn't really like a normal dance show because ours is being recorded this year just with COVID and everything. So we weren't actually having a live show, but he sat there for hours just to watch and it was just so thoughtful. I couldn't even talk to him that much because obviously I was busy myself. So I was just really overwhelmed with the support I felt this weekend, which obviously is really good. Sometimes I feel a little insecure when I have really supportive people in my life because then I'm like, oh, am I the same to them? Like, I don't, you know, it just gets really stressful. I overthink things a lot. So it was really nice to feel supported this weekend. It was, it was like, it makes me very overwhelmed and my heart feels really full. So that is my rose. My bud is, I am looking forward to go to Kelowna this week. We are taking a road trip up there and I'm driving. I'm so excited to drive. Honestly, I love driving, especially long distances. Um, I just feel like it's so relaxing. Something about it I really, really enjoy. So I'm really excited, and I kind of just planned the rough itinerary for our trip. Obviously, my friends have to look over it, but, you know, the stuff we're doing, we're going to wineries, we might go paddleboarding, hiking, all this kind of stuff, and it's going to be so much fun. So very excited about that. And also, the next few weeks are going to be chill until I go travel again, so... It's nice. I like these periods of chill between the busy seasons. You know, the first busy season of my summer was when I went to Vancouver Island and I went to Washington, D.C. And then I had a couple weeks to chill. And then my last, like just now, my busy season was obviously graduation and my dance show. Even though that was only two days, it felt like so busy and so overwhelming. So I'm excited to have a bit of chill. Oh, yeah. And part of this busy season is going to Kelowna because obviously that makes that throws off my life kind of and my routine. But Obviously, it's worth it. And my thorn. My thorn, I guess, is just that, like, I don't like throwing off my routine because, obviously, now that I'm feeling the repercussions of it, it's really hard to get back on track. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of my thorn for today. It's just that, like, when I have such big events, like, rebounding from them takes a little bit longer, maybe because I'm a little older now, and obviously with COVID, my stimuli tolerance has changed so very annoying to say the least but I obviously also it's been really nice to just relax at home today because I cannot remember the last Sunday that I just relaxed at home because it's been so long so that is my check-in for today
Today we are doing something a little unrelated. I ordered the game We're Not Really Strangers off Amazon. And I was inspired because I saw TikTok. So I, I obviously have heard about this a lot. They do a lot of great marketing, honestly, this brand. So I decided to buy the game because I really love talking about my feelings. So I thought, you know, when I go to Kelowna, this would be nice to have. We could talk if we have a chill night in the Airbnb. Um, it'd be fun to play with my boyfriend. It would just be fun to play with friends as well. Just like a good time, I think, talking about feelings. So today I've pulled a couple of the questions to answer here. And we're going to do that today. It's going to be a nice and chill episode. Uh, so if you don't know what We're Not Really Strangers is, the premise is that it's a card game. And I think there are two different versions. I bought the friendship version, and I believe there's also a relationship version for you and your significant other. But I decided to get the friendship version because I thought it would just be more applicable to more people in my life because I was looking at the couples version and there were a lot of questions about sex that I don't think I would ask my friends about. You know, I want to play this with a lot of people. So I decided to get the French version. It seems a little more broad. So there are three levels. Uh, the first level of the game of the cards is perception. And that's kind of like just surface level questions like what do you think of me, stuff like that. The second one is connection, level two. And then level three is reflection. So as the levels increase, it becomes more and more like the deep questions, you know, sentimental and more reflection based. So I love stuff like this. I mean, I think if you know me enough, I love doing these things. So I pulled a couple questions from each level. I'm just going to go through them and talk through them. And yeah, let's start with level one. So I did pull the specific questions. I feel like it would have been fun to do random questions as well, but some of these questions are just worded a little weirdly, so I decided to do questions that obviously I can do by myself because I don't have someone to play with right now. So let's start. First question, what do you think my circle of friends have in common? So the idea is that you're supposed to ask the people that you're playing with and they try to assume things about you. So what do you think my circle of friends have in common? I think this is a very interesting question because I've never actually really thought about this. Um, to me, I've always seen friendships as like you go to a specific friend for a specific purpose. Obviously, there are friends that cover multiple purposes, but most of the time it's like, you go to a specific friend if you have a specific problem. And I'm thinking about like my main groups of friends. And first of all, the, a big similarity is that a lot of my closest friends I've known since high school, so we're all from Vancouver. I actually think that's a huge thing. Like being from Vancouver is a very like personality trait. It's a core personality trait. Um, when I was in Washington and I met someone new and I was telling them that I was from Vancouver, he was like, yeah, people from Vancouver can't shut up about the fact that they're from Vancouver. And that is honestly how I feel. So first of all, my friends, they're all from Vancouver and most of them were from, were all from the same high school. I met them in high school and we became really good friends, obviously. So yeah, um, but I would say... I'm trying to think like personality wise, what would be very similar between my friends? I think 
now that I've found close friends that I really do feel like I connect with on a deeper level and not just friends that I, you know, just hang out with, I think one thing that I really, really value in a friendship, in an important friendship, is the ability to open up about vulnerabilities, about weaknesses and stuff like that. It's actually surprisingly really hard to find and really hard to get to that level of vulnerability in a friendship. I mean, I've had plenty of lecture hall friends that I meet in classes or whatever in university, but I think it's the fact that, you know, we don't really have a similar background and makes it harder to open up vulnerably in front of each other and you don't really know where to start. Whereas with a lot of my close friends now, I've known them for so long that the vulnerability is really easy to access. So that's something I definitely want to improve on. I mean, I just personally hate small talk in general. So I'm, I'm someone who loves to have deep conversations and talk about everything under the sun. So I always really want to try and get to that level with people, but not everyone is as receptive because I think your openness to vulnerability and talking about vulnerable things reflects a lot about the state that you are in currently in your life. So some people, you know, they're just not in a phase where they want to reflect or introspect a lot and they're just there to have fun or there to enjoy a good time. And that's totally fine. Like you find your own people there too. But for me, I think it's really important to be able to open up and talk about these vulnerable things with your friends. So I would definitely say that's something I I see as a common thread between all of my friends. Um, yeah, I mean, like, like any other friend group, like, my friends are kind, my friends are loyal, and all that kind of stuff, but yeah, that's kind of, I think, the biggest thread I see with my friends. Okay, describe my ideal first date from start to finish is second question. Um, Let's see, I'm going to think about first dates that I have done in the past. Uh, I haven't gone on a first date in a very long time. I mean, my boyfriend and I are coming up on our two-year anniversary, so obviously it's been a while since I've had a first date. But let me think about what was the first date I had with my boyfriend. Oh, this was during, like, right before COVID started or sometime after uh, but our first time that we hung out by ourselves because we started by going to work together and we would just talk at work, but obviously there's a lot of people there, so you can't really actually talk. But the first time that we hung out one-on-one -on -one was we went on a walk because most things were closed at that point in time. And we just went on a walk around our neighborhood and surprisingly, like, we ended up just talking about such vulnerable things on their first date. I don't know if that's a date because we didn't really see it that way we were just trying to get closer as friends but I would say that's like our first hangout and I like from that day on I was like huh like I really do enjoy talking to this person and it's really enjoyable to talk to him so that would definitely be an ideal first day I mean just getting to talk to someone is obviously really important I do not like when you go and do things that you can't talk to them during that time you know like watching a movie because you don't get to talk to the person that you're going on a date on or with. But um, so that was what I did with my boyfriend. Let me think about other first dates. I mean, another time I went to go get frozen yogurt and then we were just walking around and we went to like a playground and we swung on the swings and still just like talked. And 
Yeah, I think like an ideal first date would be probably not a full meal because that's a lot of commitment, but definitely something like dessert is really nice to talk with someone over. Like getting dessert and walking around and watching the sunset is like an ideal date, not even just first date, but just ideal date anytime for me. Um, I think it's just really casual, so it's not too much, like you don't feel like, oh, is this person expecting more and stuff like that. And it's like a, just a good time, you know? I personally really enjoy the outdoors, so if someone that I'm going on a date with also enjoys that, then they're probably gonna like that date. And and then you can also cut it short if need be, because obviously a walk has an undetermined length of time. You're not really committing to like two hours. You could commit to like 45 minutes, something like that. So I think that's like an ideal first date and very fun, something very chill, even like getting bubble tea, stuff like that. Okay, last question of the level one is, what do I have a low tolerance for in people? Huh. See, I picked these questions thinking that I would think about my answers beforehand, but I don't really know for this one. What do I have a low tolerance for in people? Mmm... Okay, I always like to answer questions based on my own experience, so I'm trying to think about like people that I'm not really friends with anymore and why I'm not friends with them. Uh, I would definitely say, even when meeting a new person, kind of like the first question that I answered, but if you have an inability to talk vulnerably, uh, and it doesn't even have to be on the first time we hang out. Like maybe we've hung out a couple times now as friends, and you're still just always talking about these surface surface level topics, then I'm like, mm, I don't know if I can really handle that. Obviously, that's like being friends, though. I mean, just in general, as a person, as an acquaintance, I think... What is... I think one thing that's really important to me is not being mean. That seems so simple, but nowadays there are people who are just not very nice. And I will admit that I was probably, I definitely was someone who wasn't very nice in the past. Um, but nowadays, now that I've like tried to grow through that, if I meet someone that's not very nice to others, whether it be like just service workers, retail workers, I mean, we've heard plenty of horror stories about that, or just like other people, I really try not to talk about people behind their back and I would really like not like constantly like if your conversation with a friend is always about someone else then I think there's like kind of a problem yeah I just remember I used to have an old friend group where these people would always want to talk about others and it's more specifically like the faults of others or the negative things of others you know if they're not as smart or didn't go to as good of a university like all this kind of like surface level stuff that I just like in my heart always thought was wrong and I had a problem with but I never really stood up for myself or stood up for the people that we were talking about I never really tried to join in on those conversations but it would just always seem to be brought up in that friend group so I really just didn't like it I mean obviously I'm not friends with them now so we're fine but um I think that's definitely one thing as well just like if you're mean it's like it's such a simple thing like just don't be mean you know yeah that's probably one like how you treat other people is actually a really big reflection of who you are and how you are so if you meet someone that doesn't treat others nicely then 
it's kind of a bigger red flag as to who they are as a person. All right, so after our level one questions, obviously we're gonna go to level two. Level two is connection. And uh, you know, we're really just gonna connect here, you and me right now. Okay, let's take a look. Oh, I picked this question. Uh, number two, what's the most recent thing you've been influenced to buy? And I was, when I was thinking about my answers, I was gonna answer this card game because obviously I'd heard about it so many times on Instagram and online, but I never really pulled the trigger because I was like, is this really what is like, is this worth it? Like, you know, I don't know. But um, I saw a PR unboxing of this and then I was like, I think it's time to just buy it and we'll see. Even if I don't play it with friends, like I think playing it with myself or just giving myself these questions to think about is also really good because it allows me to reflect as well. So this is this is the thing that I've been most recently influenced to buy. I am honestly so influenced by other people's content. You know, whenever I see a restaurant recommendation on TikTok, I'm like, oh, I should go there. Whenever I see products, I'm not that bad with like spending money. As in my last episode, if you haven't listened to it, I talked all about money and my mentality with money in my last episode. But if I think something's worth it, I'll buy it. And and, you know, reflection and questions and conversations has always been very important to me. So I bought this game. Number two, my next question. What do you want to make more time for? What is getting in the way of that? I honestly feel like recently I've had no time to do anything just with how busy I've been. But when I was in my period of just relaxing at home and my daily routine of working out and doing some editing and then going to work. Like that was honestly like my ideal lifestyle. I'm trying to think, what do I want to make more time for? What is getting in the way of that? I think um, one thing I want to make more time for is going out by myself intentionally. Uh, obviously, I spend a lot of time by myself, but that's maybe just like a consequence of the situation. Like, oh, my family's going out, so I'm home alone. Yes, I'm alone, but I want to spend more time by myself intentionally. I've been really wanting to like take myself out on more proper dates, like maybe going to a bookstore or taking myself to buy flowers and all that kind of stuff. But I just never really end up doing it because I'm like, oh, I don't really want to spend money. If it's, I, I still have a struggle with spending money if it's just for myself because if I'm with friends I've always been this type of person but if I'm with friends I'm like so willing to pay for them whether it be dinner the activity whatever we're doing I'm always really willing to pay because you know it's just friends and I think it's really important to do that but when it comes to myself I have a bit of a harder time justifying those purchases so I think I would definitely try to make a bit more time prioritizing myself and taking myself on more intentional dates. I think another reason I don't do this enough is because those kinds of activities don't really seem like productive to me and I have a very I have had a very bad relationship with making my time productive and forcing myself to be productive all the time. I mean, even today, right? Like, I, I was supposed to be relaxing after my graduation and stuff, but I still ended up cleaning my sheets and doing my laundry and doing all this stuff. And yes, I enjoy it, but I have a really hard time, like, truly relaxing, which is not good. Um, so that's definitely also a part of it. Like, if I 
take myself out on a date, like I have to be like, oh, I have to make content about it because then that's worth it. Then it's like, then I'm okay spending the money. But if it's just, if I don't want to film that day, then I have a really hard time going out to do things by myself. Does that make sense? That's definitely one. I think that's a good answer for that question. Okay, number three. What could you benefit from letting go of and why are you still holding on? Okay, first thing that comes to my mind, and I think I've already improved in this, is not caring what people think about me. I'm so much better than I was before in like early university and stuff. Nowadays, I would generally say I don't really care about what people say about me, but there are definitely like moments in time where I, I let where I let myself overthink and those thoughts kind of consume me. So I think if I truly let go of that, I would be a lot happier and just do what I want. Another thing I think I could let go of is like the pressure of having to move on to the next chapter of life. Like obviously a big chapter of my life is closing right now, being school. And I would say honestly, like this continuation of my high school journey, like from high school to now, I felt like has been one very long chapter of me as a student. Um, but that's all closing and I don't have school in my foreseeable future right now. So I'm like, I think I'm unconsciously rushing myself to get a full-time job and rush into the next area of my life, which is, you know, full-time job, moving out, uh, getting ready to settle down and get married and stuff where I think I could just really benefit from relaxing and just living for a little bit that's what I've been telling myself that I'm going to do on my gap year but these thoughts always do consume me because obviously there's stress about how am I going to be able to afford living if I don't have money coming in you know if I'm on a gap year and uh if I don't have a full-time job how am I going to afford to do all these things that I want to do and stuff so that's definitely been something that's been consuming me a little bit is like the pressure of feeling like you have to move on and also feeling like life is kind of like a hamster wheel. Life, I'm going to say it now to, to manifest it. My life is just a leisurely stroll, right? Like I'm going to go at the pace that I want to. There's no real race or destination that you have to be at at a certain time. So I think really putting that into action would be really beneficial for me because I get caught up in it for sure. I like, I will admit it. I get caught up in, you know, if my friends are, I feel like inevitably my friends are going to start moving in with their partners or people just my age are going to start moving in with their partners. And I already know someone around my age who is married and has a baby. And it's like, recently I've been thinking about the fact that after this university chapter, you know, a lot of people are really going to go different ways. I mean, I've heard people are going to go back to school still and they're going to do their masters or whatever, but other people have full-time jobs lined up and then there's people like me who don't really have a plan right now. And I just, I need to be okay with the fact that everyone's going to go on a different path and no path is right or wrong. It's just a way. But you know, society and prejudice and these ingrained norms in my brain make it really hard to accept that. But that's something I'm trying to fully take in right now. All right, last but not least, we're going to do the last section, which is level three, which is the reflection questions. All right, first one. 
what limiting belief do you think is holding me back the most? Obviously, I'm answering for myself here. So I might have a little bit of a bias, but I um, one of the biggest beliefs, and I think I really showed through this past weekend when all my friends were supporting me and everything is that I realized I'm like kind of insecure as a friend and it does kind of limitly limit me uh, not just as a friend but also a girlfriend so I mean I've had even some of my close friends now we've had arguments and rough patches in the past and I feel like those bad patches still really catch up to me and make me feel really insecure as a friend and it it just sometimes it inhibits me from being myself I feel like in my mind I'm thinking like oh am I nice enough am I doing this enough am I doing that enough like all these kinds of thoughts that really do race in my mind as I'm with my friends because I'm sometimes just really insecure about how I'm acting around them so I think that's a limiting belief that really holds me back and same with being a good girlfriend I mean my boyfriend and I have had fights in the past is totally normal but yeah sometimes if I make a decision one of the weaknesses that I have that I've talked about before in a podcast episode was the fact that I make decisions very rashly sometimes and I don't think things through and that has been a particularly hard point for my boyfriend and my relationship and there are times where I'll make decisions and then I have then I like think about it and I get really insecure and I'm like maybe I didn't make the right decision like blah 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 and I get really like unsure about my decisions and whatever I'm choosing to do so that's definitely also a very limiting belief because it makes it really hard for me to also live my life. Sometimes I'm like, especially with this travel, as I've been traveling a lot, I'm like, is this selfish of me? Am I doing this? Like, am I bad? Is this bad for our relationship? Am I being a bad girlfriend? And all this kind of stuff. It's just, it really gets in my head sometimes that mm, these these terrible thoughts but again like I said in my last episode with money kind of changing the context of it but your thoughts are not your reality your thoughts are just thoughts right so you can change how you think about things and that will drastically change your perception of the world so what I've been telling myself is you know I am a good girlfriend and not even that it's just I'm a girlfriend who is always learning and always changing because as people we are always learning and always changing and there's nothing really that makes you a good or a bad partner okay barring extreme things but there's not like a specific checklist that's like oh if you hit all these things you're a good partner and if you don't then you're a bad partner you know every relationship is so different first of all that you can't really make judgments like that and as people, we are constantly growing and constantly developing. So even every single day, what your relationship needs might be a little different, which is totally fine. And that's just something I've been having to work through and learn about because sometimes I just convince myself that I'm a terrible human being. And most of the time I know it's not true. Sometimes I'm not great, but yeah. So that's definitely, I think, a big belief that 
is holding me back. Okay. Second question. What do you think I'm growing out of and what do you think I'm growing into? I mean, I thought this question was perfect given the circumstances of my life right now. Obviously, I'm closing a really huge chapter of my life that I have known for so long and that is school for the last 16 years and dance for the last 17 years it's been it's like a very familiar chapter with me but I feel like this next year I'm gonna be changing a lot which is kind of good kind of bad makes me a little bit nervous and I used to be really bad at saying goodbyes like very terrible because I was like I will never see this part of me ever again and you know life is changing but that is just an inevitable part of life. I think holding on to something or trying to hold on to something for too long can also be very damaging and not what it's meant to be. I mean, I've done that with a lot of friendships. I've tried to hold on as long as possible. And in the end, it kind of just hurts both parties and both ends. So learning to let go is a really important skill and very good in life. And I think I'm growing into an independent era, I guess. An era where I don't really have societal norms crushing on me anymore because I feel like I've done everything by the book for my entire life. You know, I went to high school, went to university. I mean, that's really it, right? Like my life hasn't been that long, but for now I'm going into a time in my life where I don't have a plan, which I think is very different and very special. And I think it'll be very good for me too. So I don't actually know what I'm growing into really because I don't have a plan, I can't really say that I'm going to be a certain characteristic or a certain person by the end of this year, but I just know I'm growing, which is also fine. Growth is good. All right. My last question of the day, when you're upset, what do you need most? I was thinking about this and I do have one answer in mind. And when I'm upset, I've thought about like reasons I've gotten upset recently. And I think a commonality in all those situations is that when I'm upset, I actually really need space. As much as I don't want it, I I need space. Which is very hard to take in and understand because obviously when I'm upset, I thought before that like when I was upset, I wanted to be with my boyfriend and just be comforted by him. Even if we're the ones that are fighting, like my boyfriend and I are the ones that are fighting. I thought that, you know, spending more time with him would be the better option. Like I would never want to sleep when I'm mad at him or have him sleep when he's mad at me. I thought that was very bad for the longest time. But I've realized that actually when I'm upset, I really just do need space to cool off and not be around people first of all because when I'm upset I make very 
erratic decisions sometimes, you know, choosing to do things and more importantly, choosing to say things that I don't really mean, which is obviously not good because you can't take your words back. So I've, I've done my fair share of saying things when I'm upset so that I could elicit a reaction from someone. That's not good. It's, I know it's very like manipulative. I got interrupted by my brother, so I totally lost my train of thought, but having space when I'm upset is definitely something I really need because when I was in fights before and I didn't give myself space to think about what has happened and really reflect about the situation and I was focused on mending these holes right away, then then you just don't really do what's really best for the situation. And obviously then that can cause more arguments later down on the line and stuff like that. So I think when I'm upset, I'm learning that I really just do need space to process my feelings, process the situation, think about what's best to handle it and kind of like recalibrate my game plan going forward. All right. That's today's episode. I hope you enjoyed. I really did like these questions and I'm so excited to play this game with other people because I think I will learn a lot about the people that I play with when I play this game. So hope you enjoyed. Make sure you follow all of the social medias linked in my show notes or in the YouTube description if you would like. And I will see you in my next episode. Bye.